Hello, and welcome to the pilot episode of OG Influencers. This is a podcast that explores your favorite artists, favorite artists, favorite artists, which I know is a mouthful, but I'll get into what that means later on. But first, I'll introduce myself. My name is Cece. I'm going to be your host for this podcast. This is my first podcast, and I'm really excited. I'm really excited, really grateful to Zima Podcasting Network for bringing me on, helping me get this going, and really why I'm doing the show is I'm looking into how I operate as an artist and how I research artists. So I guess just showing people that like I'm an artist myself, but when I see like a movie or listen to a song or even a painting that really like really moves me, I guess my first reaction is to research like who made this like you know, media that is really moving. I'm interested on in how the person who made that got their influences and like even, you know, going further back and looking at like who influenced that person. You know, I feel like you can understand who you are as an artist more if you can understand like what got you inspired and how did that person get inspired, you know? So that's what this podcast is hopefully going to do. We're going to take a look at some artists and track their influences back and I'm a film student. My art is filmmaking. I'm about to graduate, uh, but I don't want to focus on just one particular kind of art in this podcast. I'm interested in musicians, painters, authors, dancers, poets, actors, literally anything that is art I'm interested in delving into in this podcast. And I guess without further ado, I'll present the first artist that I'm going to take a look at he he's a real character um I guess I'll just go into it it's Johnny Knoxville you know I don't know how to describe this dude he is crazy that's I guess that's all I would say dude is crazy um he's best known for his MTV reality stunt series Jackass and the subsequent films which in which pretty much he gets beaten up in like a series of short skits like Sometimes there are like costumes involved, but usually it's like someone gets hurt and they're always just so outlandish. It's definitely its own like genre of comedy, I guess. But we'll kind of take a look at how like that genre kind of got started. Um, but I guess I'll start with he Johnny Knoxville is an American actor, film producer, comedian, stunt performer. He was born under the name of Philip Clapp, so Johnny Knoxville is a stage name, and he grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, which I guess explains where he got that last name from. Um, again, you know, popular for jackass, and I guess how he got to performing and doing all these wild stunts started at a young age. Um, his family wasn't involved in the stunt industry, but his dad owned a tire shop, and they like performed practical jokes on each other all the time which is kind of the basis for jackass it's a lot of practical jokes that usually end up going pretty horribly wrong and so johnny as he grew up didn't really know what he wanted to do i think he got really good grades in high school but decided college just wasn't for him so he moves to california tries to become an actor was only really getting parts as extras and just showing up in commercials so he decided to branch out, started writing for the skateboarding magazine Big Brother, and as he's writing these articles, one article he started writing was about self-defense equipment, and he had the brilliant idea of testing that self-defense equipment on himself and taking a video of it. So 
There, there's a video out there of young Johnny Knoxville getting tased by a taser, getting hit with a stun gun, spraying pepper spray in his eyes. And this footage was then used to create a pilot that was pitched to a couple different TV organizations, I guess. And there was a bidding war actually between Comedy Central and MTV over this footage and like developing this show. MTV won and that's how Jackass was created. All because Johnny Knoxville thought it would be a good idea to put some pepper spray in his eyes, which dude is just so charismatic. That's what I guess why I chose him. Like I feel like everyone kind of knows this guy, um, but I don't know if a lot of people know a lot about him. And I think he's great at what he does for a stunt performer. Like, I mean, he's still alive. If that proves anything about his skill, you know, dude has taken so many falls. I watched one of their skits, The Toro Trotter, which is pretty much like a four-way seesaw in which like, you know, Johnny's on there. A couple other of these jackass guys are on there and they release a really angry bull into this pen that they're in and they have to like maneuver this four-way seesaw to keep from getting hit by the bull. Kind of definitely a problematic sketch. Um, Not great. Not a big fan of how they treat the bull in that, but it is wild seeing all of these grown men just getting like obliterated by this animal and they all do it willingly and it's just insane like that's that's the whole vibe of Johnny Knoxville and so I guess when I'm looking at his influences like obviously his father was a practical joker things like that but really looking more so at this like kind of physical comedy immediately made me think of Buster Keaton And Buster Keaton, for those who don't know, he's an American film comedian, actor, director, and yeah, he's definitely who I think of as one of like the first like really big stunt stars. I just recently watched the film The Great Buster, A Celebration, which is a documentary about Buster's career. And in it, Johnny Knoxville actually appears to talk about Buster, which I did not know getting into this, but... Apparently, Johnny Knoxville modeled one of his, like, sketches and one of his stunts after something from a Buster Keaton movie. So, in the film Steamboat Bill Jr., there's a part where Buster Keaton is running away from some guys and he stops to catch his breath in front of this house. And this house is two stories tall and has this really large window in the second floor and the whole side of the house falls down. And as you think it's about to crush Buster Keaton, it turns out like he's perfectly lined up with that second story window and he's fine. And that's been shown in like so many different films. I just watched a clip from a, like an old Jackie Chan movie where they they did the same thing. Like, you know, it shows up in Tom and Jerry, like all these different really big like physical comedy shows have all copied this scene from Steamboat Bill Jr. And Johnny Knoxville did the same thing. He did that stunt, but apparently it was so close to going wrong. There's a clip of Johnny standing. They obviously, you know, you got to measure to see how far he is um, away from like this second story window like you know you really gotta line up that stunt and apparently someone like called his name and he thought the stunt wasn't happening and starts to walk and just barely missed getting hit in the head by 
this like fake wall super scary but that's you know everything that happens in jackass you know a lot of close calls but so yeah that's just an example I guess of how Johnny Knoxville like literally looked at a Buster Keaton thing and was like yeah I can do that too so to talk a little bit more about Buster Keaton he has the nickname the great stone face that's because if you've ever seen him there's not a lot of emotion in his eyes or in his face I would say all of the emotion is in his eyes he's got these great expressive eyes but he's just really kind of a down on his luck actor and almost all of the roles that he plays in these films. Uh, But just a little bit more about how Buster Keaton got his start. He was born as Joseph Frank Keaton in 1895 in Kansas. He was born to two vaudeville performers, Joe and Myra Keaton. And before Joe was born, Joe and Myra, or excuse me, before Buster was born, Joe and Myra performed in a a vaudeville group called the Two Keatons. But then when... Buster was of age. He joined the act and they became the Three Keatons. And Buster got his nickname apparently from Harry Houdini after he, Buster Keaton, fell down a really long flight of stairs and was fine. And Harry Houdini picked him up and was like, wow, that was a real Buster, which I guess back then was like a kind of like a name, another name for like a really bad fall. So that's how Buster Keaton got his name. And Once the three Keatons, you know, started that act, it really just kind of took off mostly because of Buster's just like innate talents as someone who could do really physical comedy. He was great at improv. He was great at mimicry. And a large part of this three Keatons act was Buster kind of getting thrown around the stage. And he was able to just like lean into the falls and roll with it. Didn't really get injured as a young kid. So that really kind of started him down this path of like really physical comedy and everything that he did. And when he was about 21, he went, he kind of left vaudeville and went more towards filmmaking. And that was more so in the 1920s. And eventually when silent film, silent film was mostly the kind of film that Buster was in. When silent film stopped being as popular and talkies or like sound pictures came to being, He kind of fell out of demand, made a little bit of a comeback in the 1940s and 50s, Um, but that was kind of the end of Buster's career. But a lot of the films that he made, you know, like I said, I'm in film school. I've seen a couple Buster Keaton films just because, like, at the time, there was nothing like it. This level of physical comedy and the stunts that this one man is doing were just totally unheard of. So now, now to go further back on the influence train, I guess talking about who influenced Buster Keaton, I would say his father, Joe Keaton, who was, like I said, a vaudeville performer before Buster was even born. Joe Keaton is wild to me. Looking up facts about this man, I was just blown away. Like he was a, he was like a real life cowboy. Like he was born in 1867 in Indiana. And when he was in his twenties, he left home to Homestead Territory in what is today what today is Oklahoma which like you know it's weird to think that at this point this guy is like homesteading in something that isn't even like a state yet and this is 1889 like over a hundred years ago but this guy he Joe Keaton Buster's father 
uh, was a homesteader, so he farmed the land in exchange to be able to own the land. And one crazy story that I heard was that while he's homesteading, he befriended some Canadians who also traveled west with him, really good friends. They were murdered by a miner. And at this point, like, this is where the cowboy, like, the real cowboy stuff comes in. There's no law out here in the West in this Oklahoma territory. So the phrase that I saw was that justice was meted out to the murderer by Joe Keaton and some other men who were part of this homestead. So I don't know what they did. Just that phrase that justice was meted out. I don't know, but it sounds really intense to me. So this is the man that raised Buster. So Joe Keaton's out there in Oklahoma being this tough cowboy when, what do you know, a medicine show comes into town, which medicine shows were kind of the beginning of vaudeville. They were a lot smaller. They traveled, vaudeville traveled too, but uh, medicine shows, I guess, were just a lot smaller and definitely were like the prelude to vaudeville. But a medicine show comes rolling through town and who is there? But Myra, who her name is Myra Cutler, excuse me, and she would later become Myra Keaton as Joe and Myra took a liking to each other and Myra's father really didn't like Joe and so they had to elope. So in 1894, Joe and Myra eloped and really they didn't have any other option other than to continue Myra's vaudeville career so together they formed the vaudeville act the two keatons which i believe what joe did was he would do a bunch of like acrobatics on a table while myra would play instruments to kind of give the act some class so that was the two keatons performing when along comes buster their firstborn son and then the act becomes the three keatons and that act started when buster turned three so Since pretty much probably he could walk, or a little bit after that, Buster has been performing on stage, doing physical comedy. And the Three Keatons Act was what was called a rough and tumble act, which today would kind of just be called like domestic abuse, but with a comedic spin. It was problematic in its time too, but pretty much what happened was Buster would bother Joe while Joe was trying to do something and then Joe would discipline Buster and really this show like I guess what was appealing for a lot of people was maybe the shock value but also another impressive aspect of it was Buster's talent for like taking falls literally I think at some point a suitcase handle was sewn onto Buster's coat jacket so that they could throw him around the stage easier. Like, I think one time there were hecklers bothering, like, this Three Keatons act, and Joe Keaton threw Buster at the hecklers. So, I mean, absolutely horrible. I can't imagine growing up like that. But that was their act, like, and that was something that audience audiences paid to see at that time. And... One reason, I guess another thing too, so maybe not a great influence, I guess, but definitely an influence. Buster has this nickname, the Great Stone Face, like I said, really not showing emotion at all as he's doing these like fearless stunts. But part of that, I think I read that he was beaten if he cried or if he laughed, laughed, excuse me, during these vaudeville performances. So like 
from a young age through abuse and all of these other things like Buster was like formed into this like fearless stunt performer like definitely not saying it's a good thing but it's wild to like see like that's how like that's how he was able to do all these fearless stunts you know he wasn't really afraid he didn't have any emotion because you know he wasn't allowed to show emotion it's just really really kind of wild to like learn about that and so yeah, so Joe Keaton, I guess they were the three Keatons, and eventually Buster had younger siblings, and they just kind of became the Keatons. But when Buster left to join like the silent film scene, that's kind of the fall of Joe Keaton. Afterwards, like Buster, when he was having great film success, he would create small roles for Joe, so Joe could act in his silent films. But eventually, yeah, eventually Joe died in 1946. And so that's kind of the end, I guess, of this, you know, artist influence. We go from Johnny Knoxville with his, you know, jackass and stunts to Buster Keaton with his silent films and I guess still incredible stunts. And then Joe Keaton, who really not a great person, but, you know, definitely was an influence on Buster who influenced Johnny. Um... So I guess one thing I do want to say too, oh, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think that's going to wrap up today's episode of OG Influencers. Thank you so much for listening. Join me again in two weeks. Join me again in two weeks. Got the thumbs up from Graham. Join me again in two weeks from now when I talk about a new favorite artist along with a special guest. So uh, I guess uh, make sure to check out other podcasts that are here on the Zima Podcasting Network. There are a lot of great shows. You can check them out on Apple Podcast. Again, just search Zima Podcasting Network. And as a final note, who's your favorite artist? Let me know on my podcast Facebook page, OG Influencers. I'd love to hear from you all. And thanks again for listening. Bye.